You're listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast, a podcast where we talk about the intersection of faith and social justice and what a first century Jewish prophet of the poor from Galilee offers us today in our work of love, compassion, and justice. To support this podcast, go to renewedheartministries.com and click donate. When we start to really consider what love means, if we're honest, we must begin to perceive love not only as personal, but that love is also social. Love is also political. Love is economic. Love is religious. And love is even global. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Jesus for Everyone podcast. My name is Herb Montgomery, and this is episode 420. Our title this week is Loving One Another and Justice, and our feature text is from John 13, 31 through 35. It reads, When he was gone, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify the Son in himself and will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now, where I am going, you cannot come. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you're my disciples, if you love one another. So after, in the story, after Judas leaves the room, Jesus begins to speak here about glorification and about love. And the theme of glorifying God and being glorified in and by God, that's a rhetoric that is repeated throughout and is pretty unique to John's version of the Jesus story. John defines the closing scenes of Jesus' life, his arrest, crucifixion, and resurrection as, as how God and Jesus are mutually glorified. Another difference between John's version of the Jesus story and the synoptic gospels, talking about Mark and Matthew and Luke, is that John shifts Jesus' message from love of neighbor and love of our enemies to love specifically among Jesus's followers. The author of John writing this late gospel, it paints this shift as a a new teaching. Again, it it says a new command I give you. And these varying objects of love in the canonical gospels, love of neighbor, love of enemies, and love mutually between uh, Jesus's disciples, they point to the tension of love across the three uh, uh, concentric circles that we find in the four Gospels. The inner circle is love among Jesus' disciples between themselves. And the next circle is those uh, uh, Jesus' disciples shared society with, loving others, loving your neighbor, um, whether they're Jesus' d- disciples of Jesus themselves or not. And, and, and lastly, there's this outer circle that includes uh, um, loving those that are outside of the disciples' society or community in which uh, uh, they do life together. And that, that's the term of enemy and loving your enemies. And in this context, and I understand evolutionarily how you know enemies outside of the community were viewed for survival, but in this context, it does not, uh, again, necessarily mean uh, th- those who would do us harm. It, it simply means those who are outside the circle and who, who, who uh, uh, we define as, as uh, outside of whom we define as us. In our, in our time, again, I don't think it's helpful 
helpful to define others as enemies. We can be honest about our labeling choices or our actions when they're hurtful, and, and, and we can be honest about others' actions when they're hurtful without labeling them or naming people, choosing to name them as enemies. Rather, again, this week, I think that speaking of loving our enemies, and rather than using that rhetoric, we can speak of loving those instead of uh, as as loving those who who choose to do us harm or or who have an intent to harm. How do we love those? And this kind of love too, it needs careful defining, and and, and it needs. Uh, uh, thorough explanation in order for it to be genuinely life-giving and not a tool that just sustains harm. But our reading this week, uh, again, the focus is on love among Jesus's followers themselves. And, and by that love, Jesus says others would know that Jesus's followers were disciples of, of Jesus. In other words, love was to be the primary distinguishing characteristic that others could use to, to, to know that we are endeavoring to follow the moral philosophy of that Jewish prophet of the poor from Galilee. And that marker, it's not a bumper sticker. It's not a, 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 the station that our radios are turned to. It's not even the, the church denomination that we choose. Or, and remember, I, I live in West Virginia, it, it's especially not voting Republican. The marker is not even whether we choose to live inside or outside of Christianity. Christianity's deep faith claims what signals to others that our attempts to follow Jesus are genuine is whether we live by an ethic of love. And this is not to say that all those who endorse an ethic of love, uh, that, that they're Jesus followers, but, but it is to say that you can't be a Jesus follower without embracing an ethic of love. Regardless of which object of love a particular version of the Jesus story focuses us on, whether it's love of neighbor, love of enemy, or love within our own community, it's, it's, it's important to define what that love looks like. How we define love, that matters, including what we define love to be and what we define love as, as not being. Genuine love, we could start off with as just simply saying genuine love does not harm. And that's what I want to talk about this week, and that is the, the, the tension between love uh, and justice, how justice is really the fruit of love. To paraphrase the great Dr. Emily M. Towns, when you start with love, justice isn't very far behind. Love expresses itself in a distributive justice for everyone. It includes the desire to, to make sure that the objects of our love have what they need to thrive. When we love in each area of our lives, we desire that, that resources um, be shared so that everyone's needs are met, so that no one has too much while others have too little. When disparities exist between those whose needs are unmet and those who have more than they could possibly need, all the parties involved are harmed. And they don't experience the same level of harm, mind you, but, but even this, they don't even experience the same kind of harm, I would go on to say. But, but they do experience um, some kind of harm nonetheless. And this principle is at the heart of the Hebrew prophetic justice, tra justice tradition 
in which the, the Jesus that we encounter in the Gospels, that he stood. In Isaiah 117, uh, we read, Learn to do right, seek justice, defend the oppressed, take up the cause of the fatherless, plead the case of the widow. In Isaiah 10, 1 through 2, we read, Woe to those who make unjust laws, to those who issue oppressive decrees, to deprive the poor of their rights and withhold justice from the oppressed the oppressed of my people, make uh, making widows their prey and robbing the fatherless. And Isaiah 42, 3-4, a bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out. In faithfulness he will bring forth justice. He will not falter or be discouraged till he establishes justice on the earth. In his teachings the islands will put their hope. And then in Jeremiah 21, verse 12, this is what the Most High says to you, house of David, administer justice every morning, rescue from the hand of the oppressor, the one who has been robbed. In Ezekiel 34, 16, I will search for the lost and bring back the strays. I will bind up the injured and strengthen the weak. I will shepherd the flock with justice. Amos, 20, Amos 5, 24, but let let justice roll on like a river and righteousness like a never failing stream. And Isaiah sixteen five. In in love, a throne will be established. One who judge who who in judging seeks justice and speeds the cause of the righteous. And lastly, the admonition in Hosea twelve six: maintain love and justice. Love without justice is hypocrisy. And and to Read Jesus' words of love in this week's uh, reading as only sentimental and not as including a, a, a call to social justice is to take Jesus out of his Jewish context and, and to transform him into something else for, a, for a, another or a different purpose. Jesus was a preacher of the kind of love that expresses itself in justice for the oppressed, justice for the marginalized, for the excluded, and the downtrodden. And this is why Jesus scholars such as the late Marcus Borg or his his co-author John Dominic Crossan, they made such bold statements. And one of those uh, about uh, this topic is in, in the book The Last Week. And this is Kindle Location, page 44. They write, the first passion of Jesus was the kingdom of God, namely to incarnate the justice of God by demanding for all a fair share of a world belonging to and ruled by the covenantal God of Israel. Again, it was a very Jewish theme, this, this God of distributive justice where everyone has what they need to thrive. And this is what I think of when I hear Jesus' admonition to us to love one another. You can't love another without desiring that those whom you love have what they need to thrive and and also doing what is in your power for them to have it. And all of this leads me to some significant questions about the intrinsic relationship between love and justice that that those of us who are Jesus followers and who who share my social location, at least in our society, we need to allow ourselves to be confronted by some of these 
these questions. Are we, as white Jesus followers, are we practicing an ethic of love uh, toward black people and and people of color? Are we, as male Jesus followers, are we practicing an ethic of love for women? Are we, as straight Jesus followers, practicing an ethic of love for people who identify as gay, lesbian, bisexual, or pansexual even? Are we, as cisgender Jesus followers, practicing an ethic of love for transgender people? Are we as educated Jesus followers? Are we practicing an ethic of love for those who are less educated? Are we as middle class Jesus followers? practicing an ethic of love for the poor? Are we as U.S. citizens, uh, you, the Jesus followers, uh, are, are we practicing an ethic of love for refugees, for migrants and the undocumented? Are we as, as settler colonial Jesus followers? Are we practicing an ethic of love for indigenous populations and communities? Are we as North American Jesus followers practicing an ethic of love for those who live in the global south whom does this list of questions make you think of this week when we start to really consider what love means if we're honest we must begin to perceive love not only as personal but that love is also social love is also political love is economic love is religious and love is even global so whom do you think of when you hear jesus's words in john By this will everyone know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Heart Group application this week. Share something that spoke to you from this week's e-sight or podcast episode with your heart group. Number two, how does loving others translate into societal justice for you? And share that with your group. And then number three, what can you do this week, big or small, to continue setting in motion the work of shaping our world into a safe, compassionate, just home for everyone? Thanks for checking in with us today, right where you are. Remember, keep uh, living in love, keep choosing compassion, taking action, and working toward justice. I love each one of you dearly. I'll see you next week. 